Hey guys, the daily rounds is still in its infancy, and with that, there may be issues on audio quality that we're still trying to improve on. Please support us by following us on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Rounds. We thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. hard to give an example of one moment when you say that it's enough I want to quit because of it's so hard my senior, it happens a lot yes my senior is attacking me the consultant got angry with me it will happen it will happen almost every day sometimes if you're good it happens once a week but it will always happen it doesn't matter how smart you are it doesn't matter how good you are in academics when it comes to residency It's the same with everyone else. You will say you will make the same mistake as everyone else. Mm-hmm. At least for me personally, there were times when I thought I almost killed the person. But in the end, I realized that everyone, everyone would have that that same situation wherein you made a very mistake that can often lead to death of a patient. Mm-hmm. As much as you don't want that to happen, it will, it will always happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to really make sure that you are mentally prepared before going to residency, and it's not a one-time thing. You can't wake up one day and tell yourself, "I'm ready." No, it's not like that. You will often go to work every day, dragging yourself out of bed, and sometimes. You won't even be successful with that. So it it's hard. It definitely definitely mentally, residency is hard. I don't know with other services. I don't know with other subspecialties. But at least for internal medicine and surgery, I know it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Just have to love what you do. Which leads us to the next point, which is, look for your own bottomless pocket or well of happiness. Do you have like uh, some sort of an escape or a secret weapon that you take out whenever the times when every residency got really tough or too much to handle? Did you have that? An outlet. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I actually I do. The problem with me is I think I feel like I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. So. Mm-hmm. I often enjoy doing other things, many things, just to keep my mind off things. Like, it's hard to give an example. So, right now we're doing this podcast and we're undergoing some special training. <laughs> when we should be doing other things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, But I think it's just you just we just need it for sanity's sake. Yes. It depends. Happy all all work. Not everyone is the same, so everyone has mm-hmm. their own different pet peeves when it comes to stress relief. Other people mm-hmm. they drink, other people they watch movies, they do something else. I had this one friend who, as a stress relief, he he opened his own business. So he. Me being so, stressful. <laughs> well, no, his point is. If residency is bringing me down, at least I'm still earning money. 
out of it, mm. which makes me happy. Yeah. So, it it really depends on how you'll stay sane during residency. I also had this one friend. I remember when he got into medicine. The I think one of his interviewers asked him if you were to choose between because he's a musician and mm-hmm. he wanted to become a doctor. So they asked him, "What if you were given a choice between music and medicine? What would you?" give up and mm-hmm. he firmly stated that he won't give up anything he'll do both and until now he's still doing both well, that's nice medicine is not the end of the line Re- residency mm-hmm. is not the end of the line you can still have your hobbies and you can still go through with it it's just a matter of like of a, of um having enough will to do both or to do what you love Yes. So it, it, it really depends on you. For me, I don't have one just one hobby. I have multiple hobbies. But my firm advice is when it comes to residency, if you have any free time, it's either you sleep or you try to learn from your patients. I think that's the best that's the best advice that we could give. You don't have to actually exert yourself. You don't have to read the textbook 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But at least, if you don't know anything, try to research on that something. Remember, residency is something new every day. Remember, like, residency is not just work. Residency is training. So it's you have character to, building. Yes. You have to train your mind, even your body, the lifestyle that you have to so, how how about you, Denny? What's your stress relief when it when during residency when you were stressed? When I when it was really stressful during first year was the most stressful I think out of all the times during residency. But I was able to get through that because I had such good support system in yeah. my. I, my friends from first year are still my my really 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 good friends. Like they know me and they we know each other inside out. Um, I think my friends, my friends really got me through. Um, making DS well and until the record section closed at 10 p.m. Binge eating pizza in yellow cab, when you just felt like it was a really 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 bad day. Or a patient died. You took up for, or your patient who you took care for weeks died, and you felt like it was your fault. And then, and then I think it's mostly friends and family. I'm such a, I am I'm a people person, so I really got so much support and help from them. Uh, I don't. I'm not the. I'm not a hobby kind of person, so I'd rather sleep. And eat popcorn during my free time, so yeah. I don't try to explore new things. So this podcast thing, by the way, is Sherwin's idea. Hey, it's not one hundred percent idea. <laughs> well, but I, what what I'm saying is, it's I'm not the type of person who starts something new. So I I don't try to find new hobbies. 
I don't think I even I don't think I started a novel. I started reading. I don't think I finished a novel during residency because that's not me. I'm parang ano ako parang if I have one ulam, it's just one ulam. <laughs> so I'm not the type who who starts a new hobby. But I do get so much from so much comfort from people. So yeah, friends and family number one. And so also an advice to those who are thinking of going through residency and uh, people who are in residency, if you are in a relationship or you are single, it's something that you have to embrace while you're here. And if that's a, if that's a source of happiness for you, like having a boyfriend who understands what you do, then very good. But if you're single and uh, you want to focus on residency, that's also fine because you'll have a lot of people to support you also, especially your batchmates and your friends or your friends who will be there for you for life. Yes. So, yeah. Speaking of which, my... Because I, I met my girlfriend when I was in med school. So, mm-hmm. all throughout internship, all throughout residency, we were in different hospitals. And one of my best support group group ever is my girlfriend. So, mm-hmm. you. So, so for that, yeah. that's it depends. You don't, I agree with, with, with what you said. You don't have to find a relationship during residency. Mm-hmm. But most likely. Residency is a relationship in itself. And, but, you, if you're going to beat the odds and with with everything that's happening, most likely you'll find someone in residency. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true for most people. Parang ano? I don't know if it's a if it's a legit term, but parang PBB effect. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're always together and you see each other going through everything, mm-hmm. and you know feelings start to develop. If you find someone like that in residency. Go for it. Very, yeah, go for it. And if it helps you get through residency, then by all means. Yeah. It's not, so, residency is not all bad. Mm-hmm. It, oh, man, I mean, they find the love of their lives during residency. Yeah. Right? Wink, wink. So. <laughs> <laughs> and. Grace Anatomy effect. Actually. Good thing you pointed that out. Of all, personally, of all the medical dramas out there, I think the most accurate one is Grey's Anatomy. When it comes to hospital relationships. No, not, not actually not just hospital relationships. Remember, when Grey's Anatomy started, they were in their internship. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think it's season 10, na, season 11, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're consultants. They're consultants and subspecialists in their fields. So, in terms of a timeline, they're actually very accurate with their timeline <laughs> in medicine. But I think that's for I think from all for all the for all the the medical dramas out there, I think Grey's Anatomy is quite accurate when it comes to medical timeline. In medical drama, literally. Except for the the sexual part, I don't think someone is here doing that left and right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I I wouldn't know. 
but yeah, maybe I don't think so. Yeah. Not that much. But then I, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of Grey's Anatomy. I never watched it. Mm-hmm. I just know like the general direction of the story. But yeah, not that much sleeping around, at least in our hospital. <laughs> I, I watched it. What you know, that's my first impression. What what amazed me is that they followed the medical timeline mm-hmm. very, very accurately. So I guess if you started watching Days Anatomy when you were an intern, that was you see your yeah. you see their progress and then you're progressing with them too. Yes, okay. yeah, exactly. So that's that's that should be a good experience, like mm-hmm. cross-checking your experiences with other people, and and then if that makes you feel less alone, mm-hmm. very good. But, but what I can say is that medical. That no, not well. In, at least internal medicine residency is not like the medical dramas. <laughs> it's it's not all. It's not glamorous. You won't find humorous patients. Most of the time, you'll find very difficult patients, mm-hmm. especially in your first year. And there will be moments that will really, really test you. They will test your character, your attitude, your everything. <laughs> Physically, it will also test. So if you're if you're going to residency and you're expecting something just like what you see on TV, unfortunately it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> it's okay. not like that. Well if you choose if you choose to be it to be dramatic and full of activities, then you will be tired as hell. <laughs> Yeah. And you won't and you won't really have that much of a time to create that much drama because you'd be tired. So yeah. Just sleep and watch your medical dramas. As replacement for Yeah. I think we haven't what we haven't mentioned before is pre residency is like um it's like the hunger games. Mm-hmm. Especially for some some residency program, surgery, like like I mentioned, yeah, all of the applicants they'll only take one or two. In internal medicine it's quite a lot, but still still not enough. Because mm-hmm. number one, almost eighty to ninety percent of the hospital patients are under internal medicine. And that's why they take in so much residents. But not all, actually, not all residents are going to go through with it. Some will quit, actually, in midway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you survive the pre-residency program, you don't worry. What the friends you see in your pre-residency, they might not be your friends in residency. <laughs> After a while. <laughs> or it's the opposite effect. As well, is that they'll become your bestest friends ever. Yeah. But well, I think that's yeah, that's it's amazing that you pointed that out because that was the one thing I really learned in med in residency that not everyone is like you and I mean in terms of values, work ethic, because the issues come from the differences, your differences as people. So, if you have certain expectations from a person, because that's what you, parang that's what you uphold as a person. 
if you expect the same thing from someone else, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. So, in yeah. residency, you just have to accept the people as they are and accept that they're not, everyone's not like you, that their standards aren't the same as yours or vice versa. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that's one thing that you, sh- you should also learn in residencies to accept and be non-judgmental or open that other people are different and you just have to embrace them for for who they are and just be less hard on everyone else yeah okay so let's let's get to our next point Danny okay so the next um point is the next hack is do not be afraid to feel sad or crazy or super happy or proud. Everything you feel is valid and you are not just a robot that has a set of lists, uh, a set of things to do for a day. So sometimes you say in residency, you feel like you're just a workforce. Like you just have to do the things that you have to do and be over with it. But then at the end of the day, you're still a person, you have feelings. So if you feel sad, if you feel happy, you send home a patient or you just want to do something crazy like well, in residency, drinking out with friends is already a crazy idea. So <laughs> it's or watching a movie on a weeknight or um, driving somewhere far just to unwind is considered is already considered crazy. Then you can do that. Mm-hmm. Let loose at least once in a while. And more more importantly, take in experiences as they come. Yes. So if you have a patient who is difficult to talk to, use it as practice for communi- for your communi- communication skills. Yeah. Use it as um as an exercise to extend your patience. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a friend who is going through something and you're there to help them use that. I mean, every stimuli that you can get to become a better doctor, you can use that, and then that's part of residency. Mm-hmm. Because I think um, residents have a different kind of mentality compared to, let's say, people who did not choose to go to undergo training, like mga general practitioners. I think residents just really have to have this mindset that I have to work, I have to do this, I have to finish this. But then you're also a person. So you have needs, like emotional needs, social needs, and um, residency will be able to give you that. You just have to be open yes. to those kinds of things. Well, I agree. We're not, we're not robots, and we have to look, look after each other. Especially mm-hmm. your coach. Remember, the mistake of one is the mistake of all. So it doesn't matter if if one person ex- is experiencing this right now. At the end, all of you will have to work together. So for me, I remember I I always tell them that my at least my co co residents that we're we're always here for each other. We're like we're like mm-hmm. siblings in in residency. It's not like that. It's not you can't do this alone, definitely. 
there will come a time that you're the only person that's going to help you are your co-residents. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't it doesn't mean that they're going to help they're going to help you physically, but most of the time emotionally. There are times yeah. mentally you just have to break down, but the the people They'll around there. once keeping you sane. Mm-hmm. Really, it's coming from experience that um, if you're going if if you're planning to go into residency and you're going to treat this as a nine to five job, then you better just don't go into residency. Mm-hmm. Okay? Definitely, it's not just your regular nine to five job. It's a twenty four seven physically. 24-7. 12, 12 months of the year. Yes. So it, it's not it's not just a job. It's a it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's calling. It's a lifestyle. So if yeah. you're not same same with medical school, if you're not one hundred percent sure that this is the path you want to go to, then don't even try. You'll become a burden to others. Trust me. Yes. It will be more of a liability. Well, I guess in that sense, when you say... Let me clarify that. It doesn't mean that you don't try, but you have to search yourself if you really want this lifestyle. That's why you have to listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) To help you get through this. To help you decide. Well, I guess in that sense, it's also parang you just have to be open to new things. Parang you don't have to have that one-track mind. You have to let yourself grow. Be open to learning, to new experiences. Like be a, be a sponge. And because if you become rigid or if you just want to finish it and not make the most out of it, then it's, not, it's really not going to work. And you'll be miserable for most of the time. So, yeah, just to sum that up, don't be a robot. Yeah, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> be a be a person. Be a person with feelings. Yeah. Trust me. drama. When you were thinking about. When you were thinking about the next topic, like for this for this episode, yeah. I was thinking I didn't want to include anything about academics, but mm-hmm. I think this was something we ha- we both had in common, and oh, yeah. I think this is this is one thing that parang was the cherry on top for our residency. I okay. think I can, I think that that can, I can, that I can speak for both of us when it comes to research. So, I think um, I just want everyone to know, regardless of what specialty you're in, that research is your ticket to a whole other level of a lot of things. Like, huh? <laughs> no, no, just continue. I was, I, w- I was thinking, research is your ticket to traveling, to learning new things. It's a whole other ball game if you have a research that gets published or presented and it's the thing 
the thing in all all programs right now you just have to do good in research so before you get into while you're in pre-res or when you're thinking about going to residency think about what you want as a what, yeah as a research or what from what subject or what field would you like to contribute to what field what body of knowledge would you like to contribute to what are your interests Parang zero in on that and then formulate a question and then try to tap into the resources of your hospital so if your hospital is um very much equipped with laboratory exams and they have very good um record um safekeeping of data recording of data then mm-hmm. make use of that but basically what i'm saying is just use research as a motivation to do <laughs> um, or, or the other way around but to, i'll have to let me clarify that research is not the cherry on top research is a requirement <laughs> <laughs> research oh, is a, <laughs> let me let me very be very clear with that research is a requirement for most the cherry on top the, the cherry, cherry on top is, is the thing you'll get out of research out of research yes 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 correct so, <laughs> no. so what then should you get out of research yeah I mean it's good that you mentioned that because we're in the same boat we, we both mm-hmm. had researches done and published if I'm not mistaken but for me i think the motivation i had for for doing research number one it's a requirement <laughs> then number two is if you manage if your if your research is picked up by a conference abroad is you'll get an all sponsored trip abroad i wasn't the, sponsored but i still went oh i was part <laughs> sponsored by means of the hospital i mean my registration fee and i think my hotel fee was really? yes but my plane ticket i had to buy that my own on my own so but what's good about that is you'll get to present your research abroad you'll get that experience of researching of, of presenting um orally in front of people who um are there who, who do not know you and they will mm-hmm. based they will judge you based on the research that you, you will present. That's an experience on its own. Then mm-hmm. you'll be there throughout the duration of the, the conference. It will take around three, four days. And that's three or four days outside the country attending a conference. That's vacation for a resident. Did your did your did your presentation happen during residency? Yes. It mine happened in October. So 2019. 2019. So I had one week. I had a week off. I think my one day before the convention and one day after. Just after. To, yeah, to give leeway for the flight back. <laughs> So I made use of that, of course. <laughs> That's nice. It's fun because um, you're, when you're going to attend a convention abroad, it's not 100% the conference alone. So you'll get mm-hmm. free time 
and during you get the free time, yeah, you you get to explore the other countries. So that's that's the cherry on top. That's the cherry the on top. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, I stand corrected. That's the cherry on top. <laughs> <laughs> Research is a requirement, and it's a very very uh what you call that annoying requirement. <laughs> But one thing about that research is if you do very well on that research, if you put that on your resume and you apply for further training, they will look at that. They will ask you and about that will and that will be your you a lot of points. That will be your ticket inside um, training, fellowship. Mm-hmm. They will actually look for it. So it will just, give you a huge advantage over the other applicants. Yes. So, and if you don't and you don't have to be scared if you don't know anything about research. When I started, I know no, I knew nothing mm-hmm. about research. So yeah. what I did was I actually searched for YouTube videos on the types of medical research is available. In. I still and, don't um, understand. I still have a hard time differentiating cohort from case control. Yeah, it's quite difficult. But <laughs> the thing with that is just understand the basic concepts mm-hmm. any way you can understand it. And get a very good statistician. Yeah, it will help. Matter, you. Doesn't matter if you're going to pay the statistician; it's worth it. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's going to be worth it. So research is a very annoying but fulfilling sometimes requirement, mm-hmm. and it's very important. In with internal medicine, you required one research to finish mm-hmm. the one uh, analytic analytical one, research. One analytical, yes. So, but I think the problem. I think when I was in training, the hospital itself required us to submit three researches. One per year. One per year, and me as an intellectual. <laughs> so <laughs> I. I finished those researches and I actually submitted those three researches abroad. And and like I said, that's the cherry on top if they get accepted. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to talk about research in one sitting. Um, usually, we ha- I think we have to set aside one whole session for research because there are many specifics on on publishing the research and the technical aspect, the emotional aspect, the financial aspect of it all. Yes, and you have to be very careful when you're trying to publish the research. Because there are what we call fishing journals as well. Those mm-hmm. big journals that will have you pay them to publish your, your journal. That's that's a whole new topic and a whole new um, session that we can't delve into right now. So We will have to get someone who is an expert. Yeah, exactly. Not just talk about it. <laughs> on research. So, there. Academics, yeah. academic, remember that residency is also academics. It's not purely hands-on. Um, definitely, you'll have exams, you'll have oral exams. Internal medicine, we have oral exams. And A lot of written exams. But the good thing with residency is you don't have the fear of your ranking. Mm-hmm. Just pass. Your goal is to pass. Even if you're taking the the medical board exam, they won't even tell your rank. 
mm-hmm. will just tell you if you pass or you failed. Passed or failed. Yes, that's the most important thing. Just pass. So read to you don't read the book to to pass the exam. You read the book to learn. Read the book to learn so you can treat your patients well. Yes, exactly. So it's the mindset is a lot different from med school. There are some people who are grade conscious that they Easy. have to, yeah they have to perfect everything or they will die. Residency it's not <laughs> just pass. It's it, med school is all about thriving. Residency is all about surviving. So that it's mm-hmm. a big difference. And if you don't read your books, you won't be able to treat your patients well and they will end up dead. You will end up dead. <laughs> you will end up hurting them, making more harm than help. So, yeah. So I guess that's just um, five, six points or tacks or tips that they should learn or have during residency. And I think if you have, if you listen and you think, and if you listen and you can relate to this, I think you're you're good to go. Residency is almost over if you're in your third year or your second year. Just think about it as just a short period of time to learn and it will be over before you know it. Enjoy it for the ride that it is. Mm-hmm. And susunod tapos na yan. It will be over before you know it. So, and you'll have lots of good memories. Yes, actually those, that's the, the fun part is uh, having those memories right now. So, any final thoughts when it comes to residency? Final thoughts? Uh, just have fun. So I know it's going to be hard. It's going to be, uh, parang gagapangin mo talaga siya. Blood, sweat, and tears, and other bodily fluids. But it's going to be worth it in the end. And you know, after you graduate, your after you finish your program and you look look back, you'll think everything happens for a reason. So you just have to survive. You just have to live through the three, four years, five years of your residency. Mm-hmm. And after that, you'll come out a better doctor, a better person. Yes. And that's it. Just remember that it's, like I said, it's not, a, it's not just a job. It's not just a career. For us, it's already a lifestyle. So. And... Residency is just the starting point of it. If you, in in your internship, if you're if you think you're not doing well, don't worry. Residency is the time to do well. It's the mm-hmm. time you have to really hone your craft as doctor. This is the time when you're the actual time that you will actually have patients. You alone, being unsur- unsupervised. So this is the time when you have really have to step up. It's difficult, but it's also fun at the same time. You just have to find the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. So with that, we'll end this episode. So Denny, do you want to plug our 
new social media accounts. <laughs> so the Daily Rounds is now on Instagram at the Daily Rounds, um, one whole word, and we're also up on Twitter at the Daily Rounds. Um, we just post random stuff, and we also um, ask you guys, our listeners, as to what you want us to tackle on our next episodes. So give us a shout out. Just let us know what you want us to talk about or if you want to participate in the discussion. So you can hit, hit, hit us up on IG and Instagram. That's at the Daily Rounds and Twitter at the Daily Rounds as well. And don't and, forget to yeah. subscribe. <laughs> so we're right now we're already available in Spotify as well as in Pocket Cast and also Anchor. Be available in other other outlets as well so so that's it so thank you for listening this episode and stay thank you and good night good night bye